Hey everyone, this is Mike Andes. Before we get started today, I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who leaves reviews and sends me emails of how the podcast has helped you. It's a real big encouragement and because of your ratings and reviews on iTunes, we have you know been in the top 100 business podcasts for the past couple months and in the past couple months our listenership has almost doubled so i really appreciate it and if you enjoy the content do make sure you leave an itunes uh, rating and review uh and uh you know subscribe if you like uh but it really helps get the message out so once again thanks so much let's get to this episode whether you want to start grow or save your business all the help advice and encouragement you need is right here on business boot camp podcast hey everyone this is mike Anders. you're listening to the business boot camp podcast and today i'm excited to bring on an entrepreneur that has uh has written in the past and asked a question i was able to answer that via email and now he's he uh, came back on the website and left a voice note. And as I said on the last podcast episode, I said if anyone had a question to leave it on the website, you can go to businessbootcamppodcast.com and you can leave an audio note for me and leave your question in that form. So quite a few of you did that and uh, feel free to keep doing that in the future. I try to respond to everyone that does that. But I wanted to bring on Mike. Uh, Mike is going to share uh, his question with us today. And before he does, though, I want to kind of give a background to the question that he had written in uh, via email to me several months ago. And so Mike is running a company and started a a California-based clothing line that supports the passion of active lifestyles. That's kind of their tagline. And and since I talked to him, his Facebook page has got, I think it went from like 10 likes to now it has like almost 700 likes. So that's pretty cool. Uh, The name of his clothing brand is Black Rose Lipstick. And Rose is spelled R-O-Z-E. And so uh, I'm going to look back at the email now that uh, Mike had sent to me. And so he he essentially sent me uh, uh, kind of he wanted to start his business. He said his goals are extremely high and uh, he has unlimited drive and he he wanted to get some of the steps uh, to grow in popularity and sales. He sent me his, I asked for uh, any links to social media, website, online store, anything like that. He sent me uh, his Facebook page. I looked around on that and kind of what I, the email I sent back to him was kind of suggesting that he would really focus on one thing. So when I wrote back to him, uh, one of the things I had seen on his page as his description was, it said the newest innovation clothing line supporting music, fashion, martial arts, fitness, yoga, self-improvement, and many positive lifestyles. So what I wrote back to him is I said, well, I would suggest focusing on one of those things. Unless you are Nike, Under Armour, etc. and have massive budget and ad campaigns and hundreds of employees, you can't dominate every clothing line. I would focus. I would focus on one and dominate one. Uh, and also, it helps with uh, search and optimization and selling to retailers that have target markets, uh, target audiences of their own. So, in other words, what I was trying to tell Mike is like, hey, um, when if you go into say a boutique shop or like a privately owned skate shop or fitness store that sells clothing, they aren't going to be trying to go to all of those markets: the music, the fashion, the martial arts, the fitness, the yoga, the self improvement. Um, so, if you can focus on one of those, though. Uh, then it gives you a much better chance when you're first starting out. And so one of my ideas I had told him uh, to use, kind of getting his name out there, was to uh, send his uh, product, 
uh, for free and give free samples to like uh, uh, B-level kind of celebrities and things like that. So if they send, you, can, you know, if you send them free stuff and they have huge blogs or large audiences uh, and people see them on uh, their websites and their social media and you have their t-shirt on or they have your t-shirt on, that's a great way for endorsement. And, and I, I, you know, I told them, of course, only one in a hundred of the celebrities that you send it to will probably wear it, endorse it, and share your product. But and and honestly, most of them won't even see the package that you send. Um, but the one or two that uh, you know take a, a social media post with your clothing line or your product, um, that's what you're going after, and that's where you can start getting traction. So that's what I kind of shared with Mike, and that was back on August 31st and beginning of September that I was talking to Mike. Now here, let's go ahead and roll the question that Mike sent in from the website. And as always, you all can leave me a voice note at businessbootcamppodcast.com on the homepage. Just click the little uh, uh, button there that says record. You can do it on any sort of device that has a microphone, whether it be your computer or phone. So let's go ahead and roll that. Here you go, Mike. Hello, Mike. This is Mike as well. Um, I just wanted to say thank you. You had uh, previously given me some advice about my clothing line. And since then, I just want to let you know that I've uh, followed your advice and seen the results. And it's helped me out quite a bit. So I just want to say thanks. Also, I had a couple more questions as far as uh, presenting my clothing line to other retailers and um, trying to get them to sell it in their stores. Um, How would I go about maybe presenting them with samples? And is there any kind of. uh, price ranges you would recommend me to offer them as far as them buying my clothing line in bulk or any kind of percentage I would go by. Um, if you could just uh, let me know what you think, I'd appreciate it so much. Thank you, Mike. All right, so I guess what Mike is trying to ask is uh, he's kind of gotten started to get a little bit of traction online uh, with his Facebook page, and I'm guessing he kind of gets a few orders a week. And with the clothing business, what is um, pretty incredible is as you – reach scale your margins are incredible so you know Nike might make a uh, a shirt for a dollar and then sell it for 15 or 20 uh, and and so if you can reach that scale that that's where the real uh, money's at now what Mike is really talking about and what I want to talk about today is pricing your product when you're going into retail I think a problem with a lot of people when they talk about their pricing strategy so you know you got you got to think about you know the different aspects of your your business. You got your price, you got promotions, you got your product, and then you got your placement. So those are like the four categories. And placement has to do like with where it's at and things like that. Price, of course, has to do with your pricing strategy. Promotions is all your advertising, social media, online presence, and then uh, your product, of course, has to be solid uh, graphics and things like that. Is when it comes to the t-shirts and the clothing stuff, uh, but. Uh, when when it comes to pricing strategy, that that the, the one part, just remember that's only one quarter of the, the the four P's is the price. But when it comes to pricing your product, especially for retail, a lot of things I a lot of times I see uh, young entrepreneurs or people who are new to the business going into any sort of retail where they're selling to a retailer. What they start to do is they look at okay, what's it cost to make the product? So say say I'm I'm making the clothes. Because my name is Mike, and Mike wrote in the question, I can say, you know, Mike. So let's say Mike, uh, I, I want to make uh, T-shirts, and I want to sell them to Target. 
Okay, let's say actually you know what let's just do let's do it something some smaller uh, like a zoomies or something like a smaller retail store okay they might have you might be regional or they might just be a, one or two stores in your local area but let's say I wanted to do I wanted to sell them uh, to this retailer and a lot of times people entrepreneurs are like okay well it cost me five dollars to make this shirt and that includes everything from getting the shirt here to making the design to putting it on the shirt uh, labor that uh, is involved in making the shirt as well as delivering it to the retailer so all everything everything in it costs five bucks okay and I would imagine you're gonna have to order quite a few shirts to get it down to that price but um, let's say it's five bucks now what a lot of uh, newbies or people who you know, might not know exactly what they're doing or they're just starting out in retail what they might do is okay they might say like this all right, well, it's going to cost me $5 and I want to make 100% markup. So I'm going to make I'm going to uh, you know, sell it to the retailer for 10. Or let's say they want they want to make $10 profit on every shirt. So they say, "Okay, I'll sell it to the retailer for $15." And so my cost will be $5. I'll sell it to the retailer for $15 and I'll make 10 bucks. And that's all well and good, but the problem is you forget about the last step, of course, which is the retailer wants to mark it up usually about 100%, sometimes even more in the, in the clothing industry. But let's say, they, okay, now you sell it to the retailer for $15. Now they have to put it on the market for $30, all right? So now what happens is you are put on the shelf in the t-shirt aisle, uh, a $30 shirt next to a whole bunch of shirts that are $20, and you end up selling, you know, f you know, maybe two or three shirts to every ten of the twenty dollars. So uh, you 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 put your uh, you sold it to the, the retailer for fifteen dollars. You made ten bucks. They put it on their shelves for thirty because they want to make a hundred percent margin or like fifty percent margin. And so hundred percent mark markup. Uh, and so they put it on their shelves next to these twenty dollar shirts from you know other much larger brands. And so now when a customer comes in, the chances of them picking up your product versus the twenty product the twenty dollar product, let's say they pick up three of your shirts to every ten of the twenty dollar shirts. Now this is the thing. Most people would say, Okay, great, I'm starting to make money, but the thing is when you especially when it comes to retail, you gotta stay on the shelf. Okay, because the the retailer, you gotta look at really from their standpoint. You know, would you rather have a shirt so that the, your competitor is that shirt next to you at 20 bucks right that shirts gonna make the retailer 10 bucks assuming that they got it for $10 from the manufacturer and now they're selling it for $10 uh, profit and then your shirt they bought for 15 and they marked it up 15 and now they're making $15 profit on your shirt now the question is do they want to make 10 sales of your competitor and make a hundred dollars profit so 10 times 10 or would they want to sell your shirt three times for only 15 bucks Okay, so now they're gonna make forty-five dollars profit on your shirt versus a hundred dollars profit on your uh, competitor's shirt. So now, what are they gonna do? They're probably gonna get instead of using you next, you know, quarter or year or whatever when they get a new product uh, inventory, they might kick you off the shelf and instead choose to take another line of products from your competitor. So what you have to think about in retail is even though it's great to get your product in retail stores, you really have to think about um, your price point and advertising and everything really to the end consumer because they're going to be the one who decides if your product stays on the shelf, if you get reorders, if you uh, get uh, 
canceled or if the uh, they take it off the shelf or if the retailer loves your product so much and it's selling so well that they ask for more product so I think that's something that a lot of people forget about is that you really are competing for the end consumer so just getting in a retailer just getting you know trying to sell to the buyer of the of the of the store isn't enough because if your products don't sell through if they, you know there's what's called uh, throughput um, or like and it gets technical but like uh, throughput or like how your stuff sells through the store and so I think that's something to really look at and so what the solution to doing that whole problem is is looking at your market instead of your uh, your cost of goods. All right. So in that previous example, we had a cost of goods of five dollars, um, and we wanted to make ten bucks. So we just marked it up to fifteen. And I think sometimes people just arbitrarily choose numbers uh, based upon how much it costs to make the goods. So their cost of goods is five bucks. Like wait, wait we want to make ten bucks. So uh, let's charge fifteen. Uh, but the problem is you need to look at your market because if people if if 80% of people buy shirts that are between 15 and $25 I'm not saying this is a stat I'm just saying if 80% of people buy shirts that are between 15 and $25 and when you go to the retail store and your shirt is priced at $30 um as the end consumer and you're looking at shirts you just cut a huge part of your potential uh buyers so Sometimes, of course, you want to differentiate yourself by creating a premium brand and up making your price higher. But you know, Apple doesn't make a computer that's fifteen thousand dollars. They make them that are on the higher end of medium because there are Lenovo's or other you know computers that are four or five thousand. But Apple isn't in that space. They're on the high end of the um, kind of middle market, so they can still tap into the majority, uh, you know, uh, the, the the vast majority of consumers. And so I think that's a good place to be. Even even though Apple is considered a a, a much a kind of a a premium brand or a premium product, they can still tap into the the mass market. And so that's something I think is really a great strategy. But how should you set your cost? So that was kind of one of Mike's questions. He, he wanted to know how would he set his cost, his price going into a retailer? And I think really you have to work from work um, backwards. You have to start out what price do you want it to be on the retail shelf then you know how much you need to figure out how much the retailer is going to want in in margin which is usually at least uh, they double the price from what they buy it from you for so they want to uh, get 50% profit um, gross profit and so if you work backwards then you'll come with a, with a price so if we would have said okay well let's price our product at $20 the same as our competitor and okay and now the, the retailer is going to want $10 of that so I'm going to have to sell it to them for $10 or less. And then you say, okay, well, my product, it cost me $5 to make it, so I'm going to make 5 bucks on every shirt. And so you say, well, now I'm making half the margin. Yeah, but if you sell three times as many shirts, you're going to make up for it. And especially in this kind of a business where volume uh, it drives your price point down and the cost of goods down, as you get economies of scale, your price uh, of the shirt will go from 5 to 4 to 3 to $2. And so um, that's what you want to go for. And so what I think people should do is really look at the market, look at what's selling, what the price points are, what the other brands are, and then create what's called a price matrix. So on the left-hand side, you're going to have, uh, you know, very high price, high price, uh, you know, mass market, medium price, 
low price and then like your uh, your everyday low price kind of like uh, if in in the case of shirts it'd be uh, you know undershirts or these you know shirts you can buy for like a dollar or two and I don't I don't know all the brands off the top of my head but there's a lot that you can just go online you buy shirts for like a couple bucks those would be like the very bottom so you have those five kind of categories then on the top you need to write all your competitors it might be five there might be ten um, and this goes for any sort of product or service or whatever but for the shirts you might have Nike Under Armour uh, and then you might have really nice some nicer clothing brands not so nice but ones really focused though on which ones are competing with you and if you're looking at a certain uh, particular store it'd be a great idea to go into the store and look at which brands they have that are around uh, that are around your product so if you're selling t-shirts look at what t-shirts they're selling name every single brand and then and then put them on this matrix you know fill in the block so if you make a grid and then at the top is is the brands on the left hand side is the price the five categories and then fill in the blocks where each of those brands cover so you know if so if, if your Nike is in the top of that grid where in that pricing matrix do they fall I would guess that Nike is slightly higher than you know the very middle they're definitely not a low end because they're definitely charging a premium for uh, somewhat of a premium but they're not like in the super high they're not selling you know $150 shirts like an Under Armour might or some of these other companies and so uh, you gotta look at this and really by doing this what you're gonna do is figure out where there's holes in the market because there are people that will buy in all five of those categories there's gonna be the people that want the cheapest there's gonna be people that want the best and don't care what they pay for but what you gotta figure out is where are the holes in that market and that when we're talking about market if you're looking at one store like a regional retail store that you want to sell into um, then there's gonna be holes there's gonna be certain brands that have already covered a certain niche of that that five part um, pricing matrix so if you can find a hole or or a part that's not being served or an underserved population of that pricing matrix that's who you want to gear to and so if if, if, it's the, if it's on the low end you might want to create a high end and a low end of your brand so you can kind of attract both customers although sometimes that can dilute your brand so watch out for that if you try to do you know a high model and a low model got to be careful with that um, so that's as far as pricing goes I think it's really important to work backwards and to create a pricing matrix for your competitors and so if you're in a regional regional kind of store that you're selling into Mike go into those stores see who you're competing with and create that pricing matrix that will figure out your pricing issue um, there's all sorts of other stuff remember there's uh, pricing is just one part of the four P's now you talked about getting into retail stores and one of the things I would suggest is to give all the employees at that store that you're trying to get into, give them a free shirt. Uh, and you can even customize it. Like if you can get the names of the people in that store and put their name on the back in some cool like writing or something and then on the front have you know your logo or something but on the back have their name, they'll wear that a lot. And if they're if all of the like if say a a, uh, a store that you want to get into 
uh, they have say they have three regional stores. They're kind of a sports kind of brand, and they have 20, 30 employees. You make 20 or 30 shirts. All of them have your uh, brand logo or like some cool art that you really like on the front. On the back, it has their name. Somehow to maybe talk to the owner or if you have a friend in the company that can get everyone's names or at least their first name and last initial, something like that, and put that on the back of every shirt, they're going to love it and they're going to wear it. And they're going to start wearing a lot of them will start wearing it to work or around their boss and their boss is going to start to see this stuff and if if the boss can start to see trends he, he should have his own shirt by the way like the owner should have his own shirt too but um you're going to get in with them uh and don't do it as a way of like hey let me give you my shirts and then maybe you can buy from me just send them to him say hey i made these shirts would lo- i love you guys' stores uh just try these out you might get a phone call back saying we want these in your store, but if not, when you come back to them in a month or two, or whatever, and you have product to sell, you're already going to be started off on the right foot, and the employees are going to like you. And later on down the road, if you get into their retail store, guess who? They, guess which products they're going to want to sell? They're going to want to sell the ones they wear. And I think people, uh, especially in small boutiques and stuff, or like smaller stores, people uh, manufacturers forget about this, that the salespeople are going to sell products that they know, like, and trust, the brands that they know, like, and trust. So if you can get in with the employees and the salespeople, that's a huge step up. Now, so that's that's one uh, thing I would... I would suggest you know giving all the employees free shirts or a free hat from your company with your logo and somehow customize it so that they want to wear it. So it's be it's because if you don't customize it, it's not like okay, cool, a shirt. But if you customize it, it really shows how much uh, how personal you are. And we were actually talking about this in our marketing class last night about these you know singers and uh, entertainers that get so personal with their audience and because of that they create huge amounts of following and uh, very loyal uh, customer bases I guess you might say or like fans and really the reason behind that is they get very personal in giving gifts or creating experiences for their fans and for your customers you gotta do the same thing how can you create custom product and in this case your customer is gonna be the employee of the retail store or the the guy who's buying goods for the retail store um, so if you can really give them a custom experience a custom product that's gonna go a long ways now last thing I wanted to say is uh, when it comes to your online orders so I'm guessing right now you probably sell to your friends family people you kind of know but I think I think if you create an online store a place where people can buy this would be really powerful now you can create uh, an, an online store off of Square, so squareup.com. Uh, most of people have probably heard of Square as far as the credit card processing, but they also allow you to create a free online store, and that, which allows you to you know check out and have all these coupons and tax and be able to charge everyone. Like it looks really professional and everything. Uh, and they allow you to do all that for free as long as you know when that you check out you use their. Uh, you know their credit card processing but you got to use that anyways for any sort of e-commerce so it doesn't matter but they it's pretty cool you can do it for free so when you're just starting out it's pretty uh, it's a good idea so you go online you, you make this website and if people buy stuff on your website I think it's also a great opportunity because when you're buying on your website they you're gonna get their email you're gonna get their email their address sometimes their phone number their name now what you can do is create like a one minute video of you creating their shirt or their hat or whatever and then just like at the very end so say as you put the label onto the shirt or you're packing it take like a 30 second video 
um, of you packing this shirt and just say, hey, you know, Bob or whoever's getting the shirt, uh, I hope you really enjoy this product. I just finished creating it. I'm putting it in the box. I'm going to be sending it to you. I hope uh, you, you love it, and I hope when you give it to your friend, if they're going to give it away or whatever, uh, uh, that, that uh, you love it as much as we do. And so all the best something like that and short quick video you send it to their email they get that when you put it in the mail they get it a few days later and there's expectation and it's a very intimate and personal way of communicating with your audience whether it be fans your customers whether that be uh, your customer being the end consumer who puts on the shirt or the customer that uh, it was is really the buyer for a, a retail store so I think if you create personal experiences beyond just giving cool products or even good products, good quality products, like that goes a long way. That's part of the four pieces, your product. But I think if your promotions is another part of it, if you can create these intimate experiences and uh, customized uh, products for people that show you really care and that you aren't, uh, you know, a massive company. That, I think that's what how us small business owners can differentiate ourselves and really uh, pull away from the big the big guys in the business or you know the Nikes and Under Armors. They can't do that to all their retailers. They can't kind of court them. They can't give employees all shirts. They can't uh, uh, make custom shirts with names. They can't do videos when they make their products because if they did, it might you know, scare customers because they're making in China or India or wherever. So you can do all these things and really differentiate yourself. And that's a huge part of differentiating as a small business is doing things that a larger business couldn't do, thereby getting very loyal fans. You might have a smaller fan base or a smaller customer base, but a smaller customer or fan base that is super loyal is much more valuable than a much larger audience that isn't as sticky or isn't as committed to your brand, that isn't going to be brand loyalist, that isn't going to share your name. So uh, that's it for today. This is the Business Bootcamp Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Andes. Make sure you get on the businessbootcamppodcast.com and leave me a note with your question on how to start, grow, or save your business. I would love to play on the episode one of the next few episodes and uh i look forward to seeing you guys next time so until then be great because nothing else pays this is mike and signing off